0: Welcome to For the Greater Good, a podcast brought to you by the Independent Grocers Alliance. And now your host, John Ross. Well, hello, IGA family. It's John Ross here. And welcome to another episode of For the Greater Good, which as you know by now is my uh, podcast, videocast, where I get a chance to talk to executives from literally all over the world in the consumer packaged goods and the retail industry. And uh, we don't talk about normal business here. We talk about the strategy to help make our world a better place and all the cool things that our industry is doing. And uh, I couldn't be more pleased to have on the show today Lawrence Kersias, who is the chairman and CEO of McCormick. So welcome to the show.
1: Hey, John, thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you.
0: Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, first, learning that uh, we're, we're both New Orleans boys by uh, not not by birth, but by having lived there for some time. So I see feel some affinity for you, and obviously, you have a product that's sold in all of our stores. It's it's, it's pretty exciting to have you on board, Lawrence. Maybe you could just introduce introduce people a little bit about your background and maybe something personal about you that the audience wouldn't know.
1: Great. Well, sure. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, I was born in New York, which uh, is always a surprise to people. But I grew up uh, in the South and and uh, and spent my uh, formative years in uh, in Alabama, where I uh, met my wife while I was in high school. Uh, but and uh, you know, she and I uh, are just about to have our forty fourth uh, wedding anniversary. So congratulations! Uh, That's really awesome. Time for uh, excited, It's been an exciting ride for both of us. Um, but, uh, and, I, and I've worked across the South in my, in, in my career, and, and I know that that's an area where many of your independent grocers are, are really strong. Um, gosh, I, I, I can remember the Piggly Wiggly store, uh, you, know, near, you know, near my home and, and, uh, and, and things like that. And, uh, and, and so I, I, I do appreciate the, uh, the, the independent grocer. I, I can remember doing a sales assignment early in my career where. You know, working with independents who told me Sammy didn't live there, um, <laughs> in reference to the uh, Sammy data that uh, manufacturers relied on so heavily uh, at the time. But uh, you know, my career, I've thought of myself as moving between both the big company uh, world and the entrepreneurial world. And and I had some great experiences with uh, major manufacturers like the Quaker Oats Company and Mars, but also uh, some wonderful experiences with small businesses, uh, again, to who uh, the independent is really important. Um, you, know, you mentioned New Orleans. I, I spent a great deal of my uh, career at Zataran's, uh, the New Orleans-style uh, food company. That uh, is iconic in New Orleans, but not so well known uh, outside of uh, outside New Orleans. Uh, at least when I joined it, uh, we had just done 15 million dollars in sales. I eventually I became CEO of the business. You know, we grew it to uh, uh, well over 100 million uh, uh, in sales and sold the company sold the business to uh, McCormick. And uh, McCormick asked me to stick around and do a few things, and uh, and I ended up a CEO of uh, McCormick uh, as well. And today I'm I'm a uh, uh, chairman of the board and uh, and CEO of the company, and uh, and I've had uh, I've gotten from the point where it was uh, us and them to where it became uh, came we, and uh, and and it's uh, it's been it's been uh, truly uh, truly uh, wonderful. Um, you know, uh, McCormick has kind of ended up by accident having an entrepreneur as, as CEO, and I hope I have brought my uh, entrepreneur's eyes to the business, and and I, I think about that. Uh, all the time how I can keep a fresh perspective bring fresh uh, thinking and, and fresh energy and and think like an owner uh, within this company to make it the best that it can be
0: Well, so, you know I think it's it, it's, it's interesting we, li- we live in a world where you know c- companies uh, the CPG world at least where companies merge all the time and uh, it's rare that the acquirer e, Becomes a leader of that those who acquired them. Boy, I probably butchered that, right? Uh,
1: oh no, but- I know exactly what you mean, though. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> and you know, and, I've, and yeah. I've tried to keep. You know, I, I give a lot of credit to the McCormick leadership of the of the time, but uh, you know, while I've been at McCormick, we've been quite acquisitive. We've we've acquired a number of companies and a number or a number of brands, and uh, and each time, uh, you know you know, we look at the new business, at the business going forward as a new company. Um, you know, regardless of whether we've acquired something, I mean, what we've acquired is always smaller than us, but, uh, but, uh, but we have a humility about ourselves where, and, and, and I think that's a great thing about the McCormick culture. It's a culture of collaboration and participation. Um, and, and, and we have enough humility to recognize that, um, that there are gonna be things that we can learn from any business that we can acquire, that they're gonna be great people in that business. And and the, the real win is when we, you know, acquire talent that can go on to do bigger things at the bigger company, or we can get, you know, in addition to, you know, some wonderful uh, brands and, and maybe some new customer relationships. Um, we also find new ways of doing things that make the bigger enterprise better. So we always p- look for the best in both companies and, uh, and, and that's, an, that's an important part of our playbook. And, and I'm one of the proof points. So, you know, when I'm talking to, you know, the owner of a business about acquiring something that may be a, a family business or you know, or, or, or a, a crown jewel in a in, in a in a portfolio, um, you know, I, I'm one of the, I myself am one of the proof points that there are great opportunities for the people in that business um, as well as whatever the financial benefits might be.
0: So you and I serve on the Consumer Goods Forum, which is a global, um, it's a global board made up of CEOs, big CPG companies, big retailers, the, the key is the international companies, right? That have all made a commitment to sustainability in some way. And they have a bunch of pillars that may be about reducing plastic waste, or maybe eliminating slave labor in the development of products worldwide, or it might be you know eliminating uh, or, or reducing their reliance on palm oil, all these different pillars they're designed to help us improve and be proud of the contribution that we made to the industry. Maybe you could speak a little bit about uh, your role there. Yeah,
1: you know, that's great. And you know, I am on the board of the Consumer Goods Forum, and uh, I'm certainly proud of it. I, I, it's a wonderful organization that represents the interests of our industry globally, and uh, and 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 does really fantastic work. There are a number of national associations that do a similar thing on a national mm-hmm. basis. You know you know FMI uh, consumer brands Association uh, but this is the, the you know the premier organization internationally and the work that's being done on sustainability and collaboration with uh, NGOs uh, with the United Nations um, is uh, is absolutely uh, fantastic we uh, McCormick is you know we're one of the smaller companies frankly represented on the uh, on the board of uh, the consumer goods forum um, so you know we can't do everything, but where we participate, we try to make a difference. We're, we're members of two of the coalitions: um, the uh, the Coalition for Healthier Lives and the uh, Coalition for Human Rights, and, uh, and and both of those are doing important work. But you know, McCormick's commitment to what we call purpose-led performance, you know, really predates our joining any of those coalitions. And when I became CEO, I looked at the the underlying the you know, values of the company, and we had a statement of of of, uh, of uh, principles that uh, had two or three of them that everybody could remember, and two that nobody could. And uh, and so I said, well, the two that I nobody call. can remember that really aren't principles. So let's get rid of those. And and I and I replaced them. And one of the principles that I introduced was purpose-led performance. You now we've always been a company that prided ourselves on doing the the right thing in our communities, but we had never really put put that down on paper as a principle, um, you know, you know, we, we had lots of statements of ethics and so on, but this goes, goes beyond that. Um, you know, our, our, our statement on purpose led performance is that we're committed to delivering high performance while doing the right things for people, for our communities and for the planet we share. And, and, and that's a a very simple statement of principle, but from that cascades so much. And by stating it as a principle, uh, it has enabled us to establish a real strategy framework about delivering top-level performance while doing those three things. Um, and so we have built out a, a, a very robust uh, purpose-led performance program. You know, um, ESG is a funny word. I, I, I don't really like the phrase ESG. Um, you, you know, a lot of the rating agencies, when they're rating you on, on ESG, put an awful lot of emphasis on G um, which is kind of, you know, a lot of shareholder governance stuff that doesn't go to sustainability or, or community and, and some of which is you know can be argued as political um, you know but the, the 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 commitment to environment and the commitment to a good society um, isn't isn't political and it matters tremendously um, I, I'll, I now, John, you're going to have to get me off my soapbox at some point, but I'll, okay. but I'm going to keep going on this. Um, you know, we started looking at sustainability, you know, first uh, because we are, yeah, you know, we're a, known primarily as a spice and extract company to the consumer, and the iconic ingredients that go into our herb, spice, and seasoning and extract uh, product line um, are mostly grown within a few degrees of the equator. And if you trace the equator around the world, you see that that goes through a large number of areas that are very fragile and subject to um, disruption from, from uh, climate change. You know, They are emerging markets where, where middle classes are getting stronger and where people aren't going to farm and grow the way that they used to. Um, and, and our sustainability initiatives really started with their root in, in a very good uh, business case, which is how are we gonna assure that our iconic raw materials are gonna be available 20 years from now? Who is gonna grow them? How are they gonna be grown? The, the way it's being done today isn't sustainable. How can we you know, bring agronomy and agricultural science to these growing areas to improve their productivity? Uh, how can we use technology so farmers know what to do in their fields to produce the the materials to our standards. Um, And all of that has a side benefit of improving water use, improving soil use, uh, improving farmer livelihoods and and building uh, building security. And so that's that's an important uh, uh, underlying principle in our uh, sustainability initiative. It comes, comes from a
0: business case. Lawrence I, I love the way you say that so um, I think I think it's it, it's easy to get ourselves as business people to a trap thinking that you know the pragmatic nature of running a retail business or running a manufacturing business right is somehow at odds with Sustainability or at the cost of these sustainability issues that somehow I have to do some green things in order to pander to, you know, a a, a, a demand that may be coming from special interest groups on the coasts or whatever. I mean, you can you can rationalize your way into a lot of kind of, you know, um, uh, thinking in which you separate running your business and sustainability as if they're two separate things. Yeah, I and what I love really- about these interviews. What I love about these interviews, I ask this same question with every one of the, your, your, your your peers. And the answer is always the same, which is that thinking about how my business impacts the world and the source of materials and labor that we draw from, that it's just smart business to build a sustainable a, 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 a program for how we run our brand. And I love your answer. It is absolutely perfect.
1: You know, so there was. it's a long-term investment for a long-term uh, benefit, as, as, uh, as we saw it. I will say, you know, it has given us, frankly, better quality. Um, we have more traceability and more control from source to us. Uh, there, it, It's taken the middleman out. So, actually, you know, it, yeah, that's actually a cost-benefit, believe right. it or not. And uh, and and frankly, it's a competitive advantage for us. We're in, in our categories. We're we're the only ones with the scale to do it. Um, and so this is also, you know, goes to one of our business strategies, which is to be the undisputed leader in herb, spices, and seasonings. Um, you know, and and. You know, and, and when you when you declare that you're going to be the leader, that means you've really got to take leadership-type action, and that's what that's what this is. We're we're the only ones with the scale. You know, right now, um, you know, one of the goals that we've got in our in our P.L.P. commitment, purpose-led performance commitment, is by 2025 to have, you know, 35,000 smallholder farmers, um, you know, on our uh, system for uh, you know, for for uh, crop improvement. Um, You know where they get daily in you know everywhere you go no matter where you go everybody's got a smartphone and so through an app-based system you know we deliver them information on what they need to be doing in their field today in real time based on uh, you know their local weather conditions and and uh, the condition of their of their of their crop um you know that we're uh yeah, you know, we don't. We are you know, not running big plantations or anything like that. I mean, these are you know these are real smallholder hold, small farmers. Many of them uh, women, um, and uh, you know they work with our agronomists. We we you know give them that uh, technology uh, enablement, and, and and I don't know the exact number off the top of my head for this interview, but uh, but but we've we've got twenty. We've the, our last report. I think we had twenty-two thousand. We were up to twenty-two thousand. Um, so we're making great uh, great progress there. And, uh, and, I, and it is a, a, a long-term benefit. You know, John, sometimes though we've done some things where we said, you know, there's a cost here but it's still the right thing to do because um, there's a, the consumers care about, and, and customers should as well, and increasingly do, but consumers care about the companies behind the brands that they buy and mm-hmm. they all wanna buy from the good guys. They, they, they don't wanna be contributing to the, to the problem. Now, they don't necessarily wanna pay more uh, but but it is one of the factors in choosing what brand to buy for not every consumer, but for a good sized group of consumers. And you know, we're in a business where a few percentage points either way is the difference between um, success and failure, you know, between growth and, and, and no growth. Um, and so, you know, winning winning those consumers uh, you know, who, for whom this is important is important to us. Um, so, we've made, uh, you know, a, a number of choices where sometimes it looked like we were spending money uh, that, you know, that, that had a, a little bit less tangible return. You know, we, we made a huge commitment to solar um, and, and, uh, and, and partnered with our local utility to actually build a new solar farm. We weren't just buying solar energy. We worked with them to actually build new solar power. Um, in uh, in, uh, in here in the us to power all of our f- facilities in uh, Maryland where we're where we're based and where we have three manufacturing facilities and our largest distribution center in the world um, and uh, in New Jersey where we also have uh, facilities uh, to power them 100%. With, uh, with solar and at the time we did it, it was a premium. You know, um, you never know what's going to happen in the world. You know, with the rising costs of of uh, oil and and so forth in the in the last year because of all the various global disruptions, it's actually cheaper uh, than if we had kept on conventional energy. So it's it,
0: it, it's really really. Uh, panned out pretty well well it's, 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 it's serendipity is always uh you know it's a it's always a wonderful thing when it happens i think i think you what the, the fact that your company made the commitment to creating new, new, new solar, solar energy says that you're looking forward um you know if if you were at the end of very end of your career if you're on if you if you were at your retirement party from mccormick and someone stood up and said um, you know, one of the many things of which we are proud of Lawrence is what, how, how would you, how would you answer that question? What would you like to be remembered for in your career?
1: Well, you know, I, you know, every CEO wants to be remembered for the brilliant financial stewardship of the business. And, and, uh, and, 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 of course that would be nice, but the fact is that's not what people remember. You know, the financial performance is going to be a, 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 a footnote. Um, well, you know what I would hope that people remember is, uh, is, is, you know, number one, the you know how they felt about working at McCormick. You know, we kept a great culture that was good for all people, where everyone could be their whole selves at at, uh, at work. And I think that this purpose-led performance principle that we just were talking about, the introduction of that, I think, will really be the lasting uh, business impact that uh, that I have as my legacy at McCormick. This really creation of a of a a solid, you know, strategic framework, embedding a principle. You know, one of our principles is the power of people. It was introduced by C.P. McCormick in the 1930s. Um, I I hope that the principle of purpose-led performance has
0: similar longevity at McCormick. Well, I, uh, I love everything you had to say. I know that uh, you've got an incredible report that talks about not only what you're doing, but also some of the recognition that your company has got. We'll link to that in the show notes for this. Lawrence, this show has turned out just from a pet project of my own to see if we couldn't connect manufacturers and retailers together in some more overt way on the, some of these topics. Uh, into uh, It's amazing how fast the show is growing. IGA, as you know, has 60 several hundred, hundred stores, sixty three hundred 300 stores, I think, uh, uh, worldwide now. And uh, this is being watched all over the world. So not only your peers from CGF, but expect that retailers all over will get a chance to see and uh, hopefully they'll express some interest in what you're doing. And I hope that some of our retailers, IGA retailers, raise their hand and say, on some of these topics, we want to work together and see if we can't create something new. So perhaps in the next time we do this, we can have a case study of how your company and mine work together to make something better. And uh, I would expect that would be a fun, fun conversation.
1: John, that would be terrific. And we could have gone on for an awfully long time. I've really enjoyed talking with you. We'll put a link in the
0: show notes to the purpose led performance report at McCormick. It's a great document. And I encourage you guys to take a look at that. And uh, as always, you can reach out to me directly uh, with any questions. Uh, We've gotten so many viewers now, and I'm getting a lot of questions about who you'd like me to talk to. So if anyone has someone in your portfolio you think is doing something great and you want them to come on the show, let me know. Otherwise, we'll see you in just a few weeks with the next one of these on For the Greater Good. Lawrence, thank you so much for being on. My pleasure.